they break out and blow and touched blood. Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish, with the beasts of the feet, and with the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea shall also be taken away. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shall that fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. Verse 6, which is our last verse. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, since thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Uh, this evening, I want to talk about a very important issue, and I title it, Don't Get in Trouble with God. Don't get in trouble with God. Now, when you look at the time and era that Ozzy was writing, he was writing before the children of Israel and Judah went into the captivity before they were captives by Babylon. And he prophesied from chapter 1 throughout the rest of the chapters, chapter 14, telling them the things that they need to get right that they are not getting right. Now, even God's people, as you can see, they can get in trouble with God if care is not taken. Now, we look at the life and situation and things that the nation of Israel, especially the children of Judah, they were going through. It was a dark days in the history of the children of Israel. There is wickedness, there is rebellion, there is apostasy, are falling away from God. They don't want to listen to everything that God wants to tell them. And even, God, even though God will send a prophet to them to go and warn them, there will still be rebellion against the instruction of God through his prophet. Now, one of the things that God wants them to understand that they are not getting is what I want to talk about today. And the Bible outlines three things that God was so angry or God mentioned particularly in this passage of the scripture that God wants everyone to understand. And we're going to pray and we're going to get into that. Father, we thank you so much uh, this evening for the Bible. We are so grateful for the truth of the word of God. Father, I pray that you will help me to be able to communicate the truth in your word to the understanding of the people. Father, I pray, O oh Lord, that you will give me the right thoughts, the right illustration. Help me, O oh Lord, Father, to be able to impart your truth so that it will help them to live a successful Christian life. Thank you, Father, for everything you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we are looking at the story of, of the children of Israel, we see that there are some things that the Bible outlines that we want to understand and how they got in trouble with God and how God pronounced the judgment on them. I want you to look at verse, I mean verse, verse 1. The Bible says here, through the prophet Ozzy, God said the word of God to them, said, Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a great, I mean, for the Lord hath a controversy 
with the inhabitants of the land. Now, the Lord was not happy with the people of the land. No, why was the Lord not happy with the people of the land? We need to look at some of the things. The reason why God said, I am not happy with the people of the land. Number one, he said, because there is no truth. The reason why God was not happy and God wants to send his judgment upon the people of the land is because there is no truth in them. Now, you say, what is truth? Truth is absolute and truth is found upon the word of God. But the people, we hear the prophet speaking to them, but still they are still adamant to their own ways, to their things, their way of life, and they will not listen. Number one thing I wanted to understand about the, I mean, about the children of Israel, number one is that they ignore the absolute truth of God's word. There is no truth in the land. Everyone seems to be doing that which is right in his own eyes. Even if they send a man of God to go and warn them, they make fun of the man of God. So the nation of Israel got in trouble with God because they rejected the word of God. Let me tell you tonight, every time we reject the word of God and every time we reject the absolute truth of God's word, we are in trouble with God because God wants us to believe him. God wants us to believe his word. God does not want us to believe lie. You know, a lot of times, truth becomes so light to people because we accept lies. So God is telling us that there is no truth of God. And that is why he now sent another prophet, go and tell them and let them understand the reason why I will bring my judgment upon the land. No truth. You can embrace the truth. We need to understand the truth about God. And we need to embrace the truth. We need to examine the truth. We need to employ the truth. And we can also undermine the truth. And that is why changing the truth of God's word into lie. You know, sometimes you hear the truth constantly. And you, within your heart or inside your heart say, I'm not going to listen. I am not going to listen. Even though you have been hearing the truth over and over again, and you know that this is the truth, or this is the truth, this is absolute truth, there is no way around it, but you still, in your mind, you still keep rejecting the truth over and over and over again. Let me tell you, you are going to get in trouble with God. You know, there are so many people today, the reason why everyone is doing that which is right in his own eyes, because we are rejecting the truth of God's word. You know, God tells us so many things that if you do this, I'm going to bless you. If you reject it, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to work against you. Now, if we reject the word of God that God has stated in his word and we are following our own path and we are following our own understanding, God said that we are going to get in trouble with him. We are to be truthful to other people around us too. Don't live a life of lies. Some change the truth of God into lies in the book of Romans chapter 1. Take your Bibles to Romans chapter 1. I want you to look at what the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 1. Even though they, they, know, they knew God, the Bible says, they glorify him not as God, neither were they thankful. Look at what the Bible says, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Look at verse 24. 
Well, I mean, let's start from verse 23. The Bible said, and change the glory of God, of incorruptible God, into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creepy things. Verse 24, wherefore God also gave them all to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Look at verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into what? Into lies. So we get in trouble with God when we ignore the truth, absolute truth of God's word. Now, a lot of people today, they believe that you know, truth is relatives. In a sense that, you know, you can believe whatsoever you want to believe. That is your own. It's still truth to you. But the Bible said there is absolute truth and the Bible is our standard. Now, a lot of times when we believe a lie, Satan is the master of deceit, is the master of lie, if we always wanted to believe a lie. Now, if we always wanted to believe a lie about who you are, if we always wanted to believe a lie about what you can do, if we always wanted to believe a lie about how God made you, and that is why you see a lot of wickedness in our society today, because there is no truth. We have buy into Satan's life. No, Satan will tell you that two plus two, we all agree that two plus two is four. But Satan will tell you that no, two plus two is not four, two plus two is three. And you know what? Majority of people will believe, say, wow, Satan is right because two plus two, I think according to Satan, it must be right. Because Satan has over so many people, Satan has blinded the eyes of so many people that they were unable to recognize the truth anymore. Let me tell you tonight, if you want to get in trouble with God, you believe a lie. And that is why one of the things, that one of the weapons that we have in order for us to conquer Satan is truth. One of the weapons that God has given us in order for us to win over Satan is for you to know the truth. The Bible tells us he's a father of lies. There is no truth in him. When he speaketh, he speaketh lies. He is the master of deceit, and the only way we can conquer Satan is when we know the truth. Do you know the truth of God's word enough? You know, when he comes to you and tells you that you know, you know, you can live your life the way you want to live your life, but the Bible says, you need to present your body as a living sacrifice. You know, if Satan comes to you and tells you something wrong, how are you able to defend the truth of God's word if you don't know the truth? So God is telling us tonight that we need to stand in the truth. The Bible tells us in the days of judges that every man is doing that which is right in his own eyes. You know, truth is undermined today because of its power to set free. Amen. Truth is very undermined today because the truth is the only weapon that can set us free. Now, if you know the truth, nobody can cajole you. If you know the truth, nobody can, nobody can deceive you. If you know the truth, nobody can tell you that 2 plus 2 is 4. But let me tell you something. If you tell my daughter 2 plus 2 is 4, and, I mean 2 plus 2 is 3, because she doesn't know better, she would agree with you that 2 plus 2 is what? It's 3. But a person who knows that 2 plus 2 is 4, it is very difficult for that person to believe a lie. You can see the days that the nation of Israel they were in. They were blinded by Satan and they were not unable to see the truth. And God was so angry with them that how 
come, I have sent men and men and men and prophets to you to warn you about dangers, but you still believe lies. Every time you walk out of the church, there will always be lies and lies and lies and lies, even from the so-called people of God. So as a Christian, it is high time we need to stand upon the absolute truth of God's word. We should not believe a lie because it has no power to set free. The truth will make us free. When the truth is ignored, there will be perversion in judgment. When the truth of God's word is ignored, when we ignore the truth of God's word, there will always be perversion in the judgment, in the way we see things. So God was warning the nation, I mean, God was warning the people of God that there is no truth. Hear ye the word of God. I'm coming, I will, I will move against you. You are in trouble with me because you have moved away from the truth of God's word. And that is not the only thing that God was angry about. The second thing God said is, they do not show mercy. They do not show mercy. I want you to look at the same Hosea chapter 4. Look at Hosea chapter 4. Look at verse 1. Look at verse 1 again. We have seen that there is no truth. He said he had a great controversy with the people of the land because there is no truth. Everybody was dealing with falsehood. Everybody was living in wickedness. There is nobody will tell the person, I mean, the other people what they need to do right. There is no truth. The second thing is, there is no mercy. There is no mercy. You know, one of the things that God desires so much is mercy. You know, what is mercy? Mercy is not getting what we deserve. Now, you need to understand, when there is no truth, there will, no, there will never be a mercy. Now, every time in the Bible, the Bible uses the truth and mercy and judgment always together. Truth, mercy, and judgment. Now, if there is no truth, you will not be able to show mercy because there will always be perfection in judgment. So when there is no truth, there is not going to be mercy. People are showing weakness to other people. You know, without, the, without truth about God, you will not be able to show mercy to other people. One of the things that you need to understand about God is God is merciful and we ought to be merciful to other people. Look at what the Bible says in the book of the same Ozzy chapter 6. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Ozzy chapter 6. And I want you to look at the mind of God. God said this, Ozzy chapter 6, look at verse 6. He said, for I desire mercy and not what? Sacrifice. Say, this is what I desire from you people. I want you to show mercy and not sacrifice. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Listen, this is what God wants. You know, if we want God to show us mercy, are we being merciful to other people? Oh, I pray for mercy. Are we being merciful to other people? There is a story in the Bible of one man that owned another servant. And he went to the servant and said, listen, I want you to show mercy upon me. And the Bible tells us that the owner of the man said he was, he was moved with compassion. And he forgiven the debt the man owed. And the same man that was, I mean, that was being, I mean, that gosh, I mean, the master showed mercy to, he saw another servant that owed him very little money. Instead for him to be merciful to that servant, 
It was very hostile to that servant. And God was so, I mean, and the man in the picture was so angry, say, I showed you mercy. And you failed to show mercy to other people. You know, how many times have we failed to forgive other people because they wronged us? How many times have we failed to forgive people that are so closer to us and we decided that, no, not in this world will I forgive this person. We try to get even with the person. We try to say something negative. We try to, I mean, to fight back because the person has wronged us. And we, the same people, we go to God and ask God, God, be merciful unto me. And God said, listen, there is no truth in the land. There is no mercy in the land. Are we being merciful? God has been merciful to every one of us. You know, it is not about what you do for the Lord if you are not showing mercy to other people. You know, God desired that. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. Take your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. And look at what the Bible says here. In the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. The Bible says, But go ye and learn what that meaneth, and we have mercy and not what? Sacrifice. This is exactly quotation from the book of Hosea. He said, And we have mercy and not what? Sacrifice. Irregardless of how much we sacrifice to God, if you are not showing mercy to other people, God is not going to accept. Say, and we have mercy and not sacrifice. So God wants us to understand this, that if we have mercy and not sacrifice. In the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. The Bible says, the Bible says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain what? Mercy. So God is saying that, listen, if you show mercy to other people, if you render unto other people what they do not deserve, you are going to receive mercy. So next time when you are tempted not to be merciful to others, think about how God has extended his mercy upon you. You see, God wants us to give others what he has extended to us. Just like giving. If you are merciful, how can you hurt, kill, and damage other people's life? Now, if you are merciful, how can you hurt other people? A person that is not merciful does not care whether other people get hurt. The person that is not merciful does not care whether other people die. The person that is not merciful does not care whether the lives of other people are wasted. They don't care about that. But God is saying to us that we need to be merciful. Number one, we need to be truthful. And not only that, God wants every one of us to be merciful. We can see the rate at which wickedness is committed in our nations today because there is no mercy. Nobody cares to extend the same mercy they've received to other people. No mercy to other people. So we can see that is why God wants us to understand it is good to be merciful. And I, can I want you to understand tonight that there is only one place that you cannot find mercy, and that is in hell. There is no mercy in hell. You look at what the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 24. When, I mean, when the rich man asked Lazarus for mercy, say, Father Abraham, have, I mean, have mercy upon me. I wanted to send forth Lazarus 
that he might dip the tip of his finger to cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. That is the only time you will never see a person being given mercy. You've seen, there is, there, I mean, Jesus Christ has never, throughout the Old I mean, New Testament, Jesus Christ has never turned away his mercy from anyone. Every time people call upon him for mercy, just check your Bible every time. Every time Jesus Christ, I mean, people ask Jesus Christ for mercy, he will always give people. Say, have mercy upon me. That is the golden word. Have mercy upon me. The Bible said the Lord is merciful unto those that call upon him. And let me tell you something. In the process of God having mercy upon you, my question to you tonight is, are you showing the same mercy to other people? Be merciful. And lastly, the third one the Bible says, there is no truth, no mercy, and no knowledge of God in the land. No knowledge of God in the land. You see, what is happening to these people is the fact that there is no knowledge of God. The people are void of the knowledge of God. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah that let the wise man not glory in his wisdom. But if we want to glory, we should glory in the Father. We know it and we understand God. We understand and we know God. There is no knowledge of God in the land. If we do not understand who God is and what he wants, we are depriving ourselves of the blessings of knowing who he is. Many people are void of the knowledge of God. The Bible says, if a soul be without knowledge, it is not good. Do you know him? Listen, the people are willing to commit so many wickedness because they are void of the knowledge of God. And look at what they were capable of doing. Look at verse 2. By swearing, by lying, and killing, and stealing, and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Look at what the people they were willing to commit because they do not know God. Listen, every one of us, we need to come to that point in our life when we seek the knowledge of God more than anything. Don't live your life without the knowledge of God. How to please Him, how to serve Him, how to work for Him. Everything is here in the Word of God. That people do not want to hear. Listen, if you do not want to hear the Word of God, you will never know what God wants for you or what God wants you to do or how God wants you to live your life. Listen, it takes a man that seeks God, that, want, I mean, that, I mean, that gets to know God. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, they that seek me, I mean, they that seek me, look at Proverbs chapter 2. I, want, I, want, I don't want to miss the quotes. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. I mean, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 2. I want to look at verse... Proverbs chapter 2. I want you to look at verses 4. This is talking about, I mean, I mean, verse 1. He said, My son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline and hear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lift up thy voice of, for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for each treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord 
and find the knowledge of God. So God is telling us how we can find the knowledge of God. We must have the desire, we must be willing to seek God and find the knowledge of God. Many, many people today, they do not understand what God wants them to do. Even though they understand, many people do not understand how God wants them to live their life. So the people, they were in trouble with God because there is no truth. Not only because there is no truth, because there is no mercy. And because there is no mercy, there is no knowledge of God. You see, God's work done in God's way, we never lack God's supply. See, most of our churches are void of God's knowledge. You know, pastor deceiving members because there is no knowledge of God. See, God wants us to be filled with his knowledge. And listen, if you don't spend time in this book, you will not be able to understand what God wants. And that is why we encourage people, hey, you come to church, you read your Bible. How can I get to know God? We get to know God in his word. We get to know God when we spend time in, in the word of God. And the Bible says in the same thing, the book of Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, when the Bible says, you say, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and also the knowledge of God. So God desires that the whole world be filled with the knowledge of God. In the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. Look at Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. That is the plan of God. That is the mind of God. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. So that is, that, that, is the, that is the plan of God, that the earth be filled with the knowledge of God. So God wants the whole earth to be filled with the knowledge of God, but there must be people that will be willing to accept and acknowledge the word of God. Now, if we shun the word of God and we ignore the word of God and we do not care about the word of God, there is no way we can be filled with the knowledge of God. And if we are not filled with the knowledge of God, there is nothing we cannot do. There is nothing that we cannot do bad if we are not filled with the knowledge of God. With the knowledge of God, listen, we, learn, we, we can learn how to serve God. When you have the knowledge of God, you can learn how to live for Him. When you have the knowledge of God, you can learn how to serve Him. But if we do not have the knowledge of God, it is very bad. People, without the knowledge of God, we always fall into the hands of the wicked. Because they have been deceived. Our nation is immersed today. Our churches are immersed today. Because there is no truth. There is no mercy. There is no knowledge of God. If there is no understanding of God, and you do not understand what the Bible wants, it is high time we need to get back to the Bible. You know, when a nation is without the knowledge of God, where we always have foolish children. When a nation is without the knowledge of God, we will always raise foolish children, the children, people that are so foolish. And we see that in our society today. A lot of people are so foolish in the sense that they are without the knowledge of God and we make mock at sin. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah. Not only are we going to have foolish children, we are going to have godless nation. Jeremiah chapter 4. 
The book of Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 22. Jeremiah 4, 22. Look at what it, I mean, this, this is the outcome of people ignoring the word of God, the knowledge of God. He said, for my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are such as children. And they have known understanding. They are wise to do evil. But to do good, they have no knowledge. That is the result. Listen, we are immersed today because there is no truth. We've changed the truth of God into lie because there is no mercy and because there is no knowledge of God. This will always be the outcome except we go back to what the Bible says. This will always be the outcome of this nation. This will always be the outcome of our society if we do not go back to this. Say they've not known me. They are so foolish. They are ignorant. They are godless because they rejected the knowledge of God. Listen, I just want to encourage you today. Every one of us, we live in this wicked world. But there are some things that God loves so much. You can give millions of naira. You can give thousands of naira. If you are not merciful, if you are not truthful, and if you are not filled with his knowledge, God is not impressed with you. You can try to use that to bribe God. God is not impressed at all. You will always be seen as fool, as godless in the sight of God. Listen, every time we disobey God, every time we do something bad, every time we choose not to obey God, we are saying to God, I'm rejecting you. I'm rejecting your knowledge. You know, every time the message is preached in church and you listen with deaf here and you do not want to do anything about it, you are saying, I'm rejecting you. I'm shutting you. I don't want your knowledge. I want to be ignorant. We turn off our ears to the truth. And the end is not always go. Because we always get in trouble with God. Just as the nation of Israel, they've gotten in trouble with God. The Bible says we are chosen generation. The royal priesthood, the peculiar, I mean the, I mean the royal priesthood, the peculiar nation. So God wants us to show for the light of him who has brought, for, brought us from darkness into marvelous light. We have an opportunity to show the world what we got inside. We have opportunity to do the right thing. You know, many people in this world, we've seen a lot of wickedness in our society. People, God is looking for men and women of God who will do the right thing. You know, God is looking for young men and women who will stand out. And people are looking for truthful people, merciful people, and people who know God. Father, we thank you so much this evening for the Bible. We are so grateful for your word. The Bible says we should sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Father, we know that you are the only truthful person. Help us, O oh Lord, to take your word and to be truthful and to be honest in everything that we do. Thank you, Father, for everything that you've done for us. And we pray, O oh Lord, that we help our people to be wise to do good and to be foolish to do evil. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right.